0: Welcome to Liquor & Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 59, and I'm drinking Evan Williams' Black Label. For each episode of this podcast, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. Why did I select Evan Williams' Black Label for this episode? Well, I'll be honest, I wanted to feature the green label, but it has limited availability and isn't even acknowledged on the Evan Williams website, so I defaulted to the standard issue, black label. The green label has been harder for me to find locally as well and may not be currently available. It's my perfect everyday drinking bourbon, but the black label is a fine substitute, if slightly different. More on that a bit later, but suffice it to say, Evan Williams is the number two best-selling Kentucky bourbon, so I figured I'd tell the story. The bottle I have for the tasting is Evan Williams Black Label Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It is 750 milliliters, 43% alcohol by volume, making it 86 proof, and it sells for a remarkable $12. The bottle is a classic squared whiskey bourbon bottle shape. If you're picturing a bourbon bottle in your mind, it looks a lot like Evan Williams. Has a long faceted neck that seems purpose-built for carrying by your fist. The clear glass features a stylized Evan Williams signature, modeled after how his signature appeared on an 18th century distillation license. And this is molded into the shoulder on all four sides of the bottle. The printed front label wraps a bit more than halfway around both sides and is also classic bourbon whiskey styled. It's black, of course, and white lettering for Evan Williams with printed gold details, including since 1783. The label is also textured and has a nice tactile feel to the touch. Prominently in the middle of the label is the text, Kentucky's First Distiller. Two other features of text on the label are extra aged in oak and genuine sour mash. The left side of the label reads, finely crafted. Distilled from time-honored formula originated in 1783, Evan Williams is produced in the heart of Kentucky's bourbon country. This bourbon is aged and charcoal filtered for a smoother, more complex flavor, world-renowned by bourbon lovers. The right side reads, Kentucky heritage. Evan Williams set up a distillery on the banks of the Ohio River in 1783 and is historically recognized as Kentucky's first distiller of bourbon. This special bourbon is a genuine sour mash that honors his pioneering heritage. An illustration of Evan admiring a dram of his bourbon is also shown. A small back label just has legal stuff. Okay, let's open it up. Brand new bottle. little strip here for the shrink on the top. Oh, Oh. gotta be smarter than the shrink wrap. Got that off, it's a twist top, here we go. And now for a pour. For all liquors and liqueurs on this podcast, I taste them neat, which is room temperature, no dilution, straight out of the bottle. And I'm using a clean Glencairn glass for this, which is a whiskey nosing glass that allows you to gather the aromas of the spirit at the top, and get a good nosing, also swirl it, take a look at it without it sloshing everywhere. And the glass, it's got nice color. It's a amber-golden bourbon color. It comes from the natural oak aging. Now let's try it on the nose. <laughs> it's, it smells like bourbon. And this is how bourbon should smell, actually. But let's get a little more specific. Get some of the woodiness, The you can smell the grain in there. It's primarily corn. Once one of the requirements for being a bourbon, it's got to be at least 51% corn. This is much higher percentage of that. Little vanilla, some caramely sweet notes on the nose. Get some of the caramelization that comes from the charring of the barrel. Yeah, it's nice. All right, let's go for a taste. First off, I get woodiness, the taste of the wood, a little char to it then there's caramelization that's followed by that uh on the kind of midway through as i've been tasting it really get the spiciness there it's spicy it's not hot it's not an ethanol burn it's some spiciness and the spicy comes from the rye that's in the mash bill let's go for another taste a little vanilla to it as well comes out of the wood this tastes like bourbon if you're trying to define what bourbon tastes like it tastes like evan williams one more taste before we get into the history I'll say it, 86 proof. It doesn't really have a burn to it. I've been training my palate, but it is quite easy to drink. It's got a nice finish. doesn't linger too long. It's got a good kind of mouthfeel to it. You get a little richer notes in the finish. Evan Williams, all right. <laughs> Let's dive into the history. Evan Williams as a brand was launched in 1957. That's a far cry from the since 1783 that's listed on the bottle. It seems misleading, to be honest. So the story goes, a Welsh immigrant named Evan Williams immigrated to the United States and settled in Louisville, Kentucky, or what would become Louisville, Kentucky. Here he opened the first commercial distillery in Kentucky. He had been rumored to have been a whiskey distiller in the country of his birth, but that likely led to him starting a distillery in Kentucky. That's the basics of the story, but there's doubt that Evan Williams was Kentucky's first commercial distiller. Historian, author, and obvious bourbon enthusiast, Michael Veach, recounts in his 2013 book titled Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey, An American Heritage, that it may be impossible to prove who was the first commercial distiller in Kentucky, and that some details of the Evan Williams story appear to be false. The modern brand does acknowledge that Evan Williams was historically recognized as Kentucky's first distiller, so I guess there's a bit of wiggle room there. What we do know about Evan Williams, the man, was distilling wasn't his only profession. He was famously the Louisville Wharfmaster. Louisville, Kentucky is located on the Ohio River at a waterfall area. The river was a major shipping route, still is today, but before locks were built, boats had to stop, be fully unloaded above or below the falls depending on their route, and then reloaded on the other side. The wharf area wasn't large and it required management for efficient use, and Evan Williams seemed to have been the man for the job. He was entrepreneurial as well and had other skills, including construction, and also served as a contractor and stonemason building some of Louisville's first buildings. Regardless of the truth of whether or not Evan Williams was first, he certainly was a commercial whiskey distiller in Louisville, Kentucky, prior to the 1800s. So the modern brand bearing his name doesn't arrive until 1957, introduced by Heaven Hill Brands, Heaven Hill Distillery at the time. Heaven Hill was founded near Louisville in Bardstown, Kentucky, by a group of distillers and outside investors in 1935. The outside investors, five brothers of the Shapira family, ended up buying out the distillers to save their investment, then hiring talented people to run the business, notably members of the Beam family, from Jim Beam fame. Earl Beam was the first master distiller, then his son Parker Beam, who was succeeded by his son Craig Beam, who was master distiller until about 2017. The first product that Heaven Hill sold was an American whiskey named Bourbon Falls. At only two years of age, it was the legal minimum to be a bourbon. Come 1957, Heaven Hill decided to launch Evan Williams bourbon with a seven year age statement, meaning the bourbon was at least seven years old. It quickly became a success and replaced the Heaven Hill branded bourbons they'd been selling. Heaven Hill focused on quality and volume with production capacity increases to build supply. Bourbon can legally be sold as bourbon with a minimum of two years of age, but must have an age statement on the bottle, unless it is four years of age or older. Age correlates to quality, but older doesn't always mean better, but oftentimes it does. Flavors change during maturation, and more change happens the longer a spirit is in the barrel in a climate like that of Kentucky. The seven-year age statement was dropped in 2003, and Heaven Hill states that the whiskey is five to eight years old that's used in the blend. And in 2004, it's reported that the proof dropped from 90 to 86, or 45 to 43% ABV. And while it's a blend, not a single barrel, Evan Williams' Black Label is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, and those legal definitions I covered in detail in episode 33 on Wild Turkey. But suffice it to say it's primarily made from corn, aged at least two years, and distilled and aged at least one year in Kentucky. It's very much a blend of various barrels selected for consistency and flavor. Evan Williams is said to be the second best-selling bourbon in the world, selling some 2.3 million 9-liter equivalent cases in 2019. It's second only to Jim Beam. It's also award-winning and widely regarded to be one of the best values in bourbon. So how is it made? Evan Williams is made using Heaven Hill's standard bourbon mash bill. It's the same they use for other bourbons they produce, but the char level, maturation, and blending are what make it Evan Williams. The mash bill, or proportions of grain used for fermentation, are 78% corn, 10% rye, and 12% malted barley. That adds up to 100%. Fermentation takes four to six days and is done in massive 124,000-gallon stainless steel tanks at their Bardstown facility. The whiskey wash is distilled in a column still that feeds to a doubler for a second run, and the new spirit goes into new oak barrels with a level 3 char at about 125 proof. Evan Williams is part of Heaven Hill's massive stores of more than 1.6 million barrels of maturing whiskey in rickhouses throughout Bardstown, Kentucky. The bourbon destined for Evan Williams is disgorged straight into charcoal filtration and is then blended to taste and bottled on a highly automated bottling line. It's then shipped to store shelves to waiting bourbon fans. So on to cocktails and consumption. Neat and on the rocks or mix it up. That's pretty much how you can drink Evan Williams. I tend to drink my spirits neat and I've got ample Glen Cairns on hand and this bottle will likely not even touch ice. Just my lips. Evan Williams is a good mixing bourbon though and it would make a great mint julep. And with the heat around here lately, if I'd had some mint, I would have been mixing it. It was so hot here in my hometown, it was 116 degrees this past Monday. That smashed records, that's way too hot. For my friends out of the US, that's 46 degrees Celsius. But enjoy Evan Williams however you like it. And bourbon is great, on the rocks, just straight out of the bottle, mix it up, enjoy it. So in summary, what do I think of Evan Williams' Black Label? It's good, it's very good. I almost prefer the Green Label and I failed to mention anything about Green Label. Green Label is a three-year-old version of Evan Williams. It includes an age statement that says aged 36 months. It is also bottled at a slightly lower proof. It is bottled at 80 proof. And it's a limited market release and maybe only seasonally available. I'm not entirely sure why Evan Williams doesn't produce it all the time, but it'll often be a dollar cheaper, a bottle. I like it. It's a little sweeter. It's only been in the barrel for three years, so it's not picked up as much of the oakiness. That said, the black label, you can't go wrong with this. It is great, and it is an undisputed value. It is hard to overstate how good of a bourbon this is for 12 bucks out the door. Some places, depending on your taxes, it may be less than that, not much more, but it is amazing. If you get a larger format, the 1.75 liter, it's like 18 or $19. So you're getting tremendous value for your dollar. And sure, it may be a little misleading. It says since 1783 on the label. That's not really true. It's only been around since 1957, but you know what? Paying homage to what may have been Kentucky's first distiller, certainly an early distiller, that's not so bad. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor & Liqueur Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorandliqueurconnoisseur.com. You can also find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcast platform. The show's also on social media. Instagram and Facebook are where I'm most active. I always like hearing from my listeners, so if there's a spirit you'd like me to cover in a future episode or have questions about one that I've covered in the past, contact information is in show notes. So please reach out. And as always, thank you for listening.